tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. You're live on Joy 99.7 FM. This is Ghana Connect. My name is Evans Mensa, and this week we got a shocking rude awakening, something that we've known for a while. But then when the statistical service began to put the numbers to it, it became even more startling. And I'm talking about that ticking time bomb called youth unemployment. And the figure is pretty alarming, and it could be conservative estimates as well. 2.5 million of these youth we're talking about are unemployed. And that particular population of youth, they don't have jobs, but they're not even in training to get one. So they are absolutely hopeless. Then you have the 1.7 million Ghanaians who are unemployed generally. But if you put it in percentage terms, in just over a year, the unemployment rate in the country has shot up to 25% from a previous 19.5%. That is the problem that many young people are having to deal with. So tonight we're going to be hearing from the young unemployed, but also businesses and entrepreneurs hoping to employ and employing. So what really is the problem? We're going to put the uh, youth who are currently unemployed, connect them, with businesses currently employing, so we understand the challenges that employers are facing and why possibly they, they are not in a position to employ these young people. And then also understand from the perspective of the unemployed what the challenges really are. At the end of this, maybe we'll be wiser. 
the statistical services gave us the numbers. Here on Ghana Connect, we'll put some faces to the story. But first, uh, listen to um, the government statistician, Professor Samuel Kobanainin, who spoke today, giving us the details. Our youth that are not doing the three things that we expect them to do. We expect our youth to either be in school, education, either education, training, or employment. And about a fifth of our youth are not doing any of these. 15 to 35, they are not in employment, they are not in education, and they are not in training. We call it the needs. Not in education, not in um, employment, and not in training. Honorable Deputy Minister, our goal as statistical service is to point policymakers to what we think or how we think they need to target these issues. So it is not just the fact that we put out a statistic that about a quarter of our youth are unemployed. We're providing further information on where you can maximize your gains if you decide to deal with it. So we interrogate the data and tell the policymaker that it peaks at A21. So most of our youth at A21, that is where you don't find them doing any of these three things. And that is where you can maximize your returns, rather than targeting the age bracket 30 to 35. So if you really want to maximize your gains in addressing the, the issue, then target age 21. And if you think about this carefully, it coincides with the transition from school to work. So that is a story there from the head of the statistical service. But then... You hear him talk about the numbers and the statistics, but it represents actual lives. Listen to one unemployed individual who spoke to us, a young man who has been out of school and has been struggling since to get a job. I completed in 2019, so it's been four years, minus service three years. And how has just Jenny been? Um, it's been? It's been tough. I mean, you know, day in, day out, you as a young man, I mean, when you are young, you know, you have the dream of going to school to get a job and then go through the hustle and then after the years, you don't get anything, even though you are trying as much as you can to get a job. Because then there are jobs that posted. When you see the ad, you apply. Sometimes they contact you. Sometimes they're unable to. They'll be like, they'll call you back. And then it's, it's been tough. It's Sometimes they contact you, sometimes they're unable to. They'll be like, they'll call you back. And then it's, it's been tough. It's been tough. The course that you finished with and what sort of jobs you've been applying for? Okay, so I, I completed with a BSc in IT management, information technology management. So anything related to IT administration, I, I applied for them whenever I see that. Um, so talking about applications, do you know how many you've written over the years? Uh, over the years, I, I don't count, but then it, it's been a lot. Because like I was saying, as in when I see the ads, maybe on LinkedIn or even our friends who sometimes when they see ads on vacancies and all that, they send it to me. So to give you a specific number, I can't pardon. It's, it's been a lot. For me, I live close to a major road. It starts waking up let's say Monday morning, and then seeing all these people going to work. Everyone is moving. Your friends are all going to work, and then you are just home. It's traumatic. It hurts. Sometimes 
I can even set here and I just for myself. God knows best. So. What, what about your parents? Um, are, are they okay with your situation? What, what, what have they been telling you? They know how hard I'm trying. You know, I'm, I'm not going any younger. So I'm at the age where I feel I, I have to do something for the family, but I have younger siblings. So what, what have you been doing in your idle time? I mean, whilst you, you are trying to find a job, what do you do? I just sent off projects. I think I'm home now. What I, I do with my kids and sometimes I have based in my community, I organize big classes for teaching for them. People are hustling. Uh, you, see, you hear him there, just like Samini says in the background, everybody have their own movement, right? You, you're doing something. Either you're selling ice water, as he says, or you are trying to hustle in your own way. He's not had a job for a long time and he's doing what he can, but it's tough, he says. And sometimes he's, uh, he's shedding tears. That's the story of many, many young people uh, in this country. So really, what is the problem? And let's uh, bring in our, our connectors who are uh, joining us tonight with uh, thoughts on this, various spe- perspectives uh, to share uh, with us. Gloria uh, has been unemployed for nearly three years since completing one of Ghana's biggest universities, and she read accounting. Hello, Gloria. Hello, Gloria. Uh, Gloria will connect with us on Zoom. Um, let's see, Gloria. I, like, I want to hear you if you if you're there. Just say hi to me. Uh, Alex Daco is a it's it's in food delivery is food delivery right and the CEO of curated food delivery app Menu Finder Africa gives customers on demand access to high quality food from hand picked restaurants has been running it for more than five years has employed thirteen people so this is an employer I noticed a thing or two about what it takes to uh, I, I guess catch the eye of an employer but he also gives us a perspective to this right what is a challenge. For businesses like his, why can they expand and employ more? I want to tap into that as well. Hello, Alex. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Alex. Uh, is Gloria on now? Gloria, can you hear me? Okay, let's see if we can get Gloria back on because I want to hear Gloria's voice. Alex, thanks for connecting. Uh, no problem. Thank you. Um, Imelda Simone co-owns an event staffing business called Stelda. <clears throat> Now, they offer a range of services, including ushering, uh, waiting, diary carrying, and even event coordination for all types of events as well. They founded the business about three years ago while in school, currently works as an HR assistant with a reputable company. And, and that's one of the things we really want to explore. Um, you're looking for a job, you're making applications, but can you think about starting your own business? They can share some thoughts. And that's where... Um, Nyaming Shraba Irabina Ajiman also comes in. She co-founded, uh, and she's the CEO of Wear Ghana Limited, uh, one of my favorites, uh, one of Ghana's foremost fashion labels. Prior to co-founding the company, she supported entrepreneurs as a client relationship manager for four years with ProCredit, SLC Ghana, and Innovita in SME financing at the time. Hello, Ra. Hi, Evans. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Great to have you. Um, way back in the day, you were very, you were regular on Ghana Connect, and then you you grew and became big, and you forgot about us. Thanks that you're back tonight <laughs> for a conversation. Thanks for having me. Great Thanks to have for you. Having me. 
Uh, Jessica Yawai is a currently working in HR field in a multinational company. Uh, that'll be her second job after just three years out of school. So some people are succeeding. Well, what's the trick there uh, for her? And uh, that's that's the story I also want to tap into. Uh, so all connectors, thanks for connecting uh, with us tonight. I want to announce if you're out there, you want to connect with us also. You are a parent with a child struggling to get a job yourself, a youth. A uh, young person out of school struggling to get a job. You're a business. You know you have some advice for them. Connect with us tonight. Zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. There's a WhatsApp line. You could join us also on Twitter. We are on. Uh, look for all our handles. Join nine nine seven, and and uh, and 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 have a conversation. You mine is at Nuete. It's on Twitter. And just hit me up and let's let's chat about this. If you send us a WhatsApp or any any tweet, we will reach out to you and we'll get you to actually join this conversation. So wherever you are tonight, please make sure you can join us uh, for a conversation here on, on Ghana Connect. Don't forget, WhatsApp is 055 um, Do we have Gloria uh, with us? Do we have Gloria? No, not Gloria yet. We'll try and get Gloria in because uh, I want to hear her story. But I want to start with Jessica, I'm currently working in HR field uh, in a multinational company, and, and that will be her second job after just three years out of school. Hello, Jessica. Hi, Evans. Good evening. Good evening, Jessica. Thanks for connecting with us uh, tonight. I mean, the stories are pretty harrowing. We had the story of a young man we played earlier who has been out of school for years, struggling to find something to do and can't. How, you obviously have done great out of school. I mean, for what I read, um, second job after three years. Of, so you had, what, a year of, of no work? No, I was still in work, but it was more of contract basis. Yeah. Okay, so at so least think, you had something doing, even one, what, immediately after school, right? Yes, immediately after school. Okay, so, so you possibly, would you count yourself as the exception? all the rule knowing in your class for example and everybody else that you you graduated with would you count yourself as an exception well um definitely part of that maybe one percent of um my colleagues who were fortunate enough to secure maybe a job right after school so definitely so you so you believe you are you are definitely an exception so if you count yourself one one percent then you have 99 percent more <laughs> Uh, Albert hustling to still get a job. What what worked for you? Okay, so I'll I'll say that um, looking at um, the field I studied back in school, I read HR back in school, and I was fortunate enough to actually do my national service in that particular field. So I think I kept to that particular um, path. So I didn't stray from maybe HR and going to anything else. So it gave me the opportunity to actually build experience in that field and then certain competencies and know how things are done. So that ultimately opened the path to where I am currently. I think for me, that has been the story so far or that has contributed to my success today. So you started doing something whilst you were in school? No, mostly in school, I was doing internships. Yeah. So when you got out of school, there was a job waiting for you? Or the yes. contracts that you got? Yeah, that was the contract. So okay. right out of school, out of national service, then there was the contract. Is it because you excelled 
while you're doing the service? Yeah, I think partly due to the fact that I excelled and then my department was a bit, um, should I say, or my department was relatively small. So I think that also contributed to that. So that's like the fact that maybe I excelled at what I did. That also played a role in my retention or the contracts that I got. So you were excelled, but you also found yourself at the right place at the right time, small, they needed some hand, you proved your metal and they gave you a contract, which then I, I believe metamorphosed into a permanent job. Exactly. Interesting. Okay. So you've touched on a few things there and, and the excelling is, is, I guess, one of the things. I, I want to quickly bring in Alex Dark, who is a, with, uh, with Menu Finder Africa. And uh, he, uh, Alex, you employ, from what I understand, 13 people. Yes, okay, great. That's great. First, let me ask you a broader question. So when you hear the story, when you hear the story of uh, the, the, the sheer numbers of young people who are currently unemployed, and then you're a young person yourself with a business employing people, what, what, what do you say? What, what, what's your, how do you react to that, that there's so many out there who are looking for jobs they can't find and they're struggling? From an entrepreneur. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC As an employer's point of view What's your view and what's, how, do you, how do you see it? Well first of all Thank you for counting me as young this gray hair coming out of my beard. Ah. But, um, <laughs> you know what they say, no, no, it's a state of mind, you know. <laughs> no, that's it. No, to be honest, it's, it's, it's funny. I was actually having this, well, not funny, but I was having this conversation with someone recently. Um, and it's actually heartbreaking, to be honest. Um, I think anyone who's had any kind of professional career, you know, anywhere in the world has had some period you know like i've had as well where you, you you can't find a job and these are even in other markets where maybe it's even easier to find employment but here is is it, it's difficult and you really feel for people for people you look at the state of the economy the cost i know what it costs to run my business i know what it means in terms of you know the kind of salaries that people need to kind of be okay and all of that stuff um and but the I'll, I'll say that there, there's what i found is you know so i was looking at you know even even the recent um employees that i took in from a pool of the, the candidates some of them were they just seemed unprepared like un, un unprepared in terms of punctuality in terms of you know how they're approaching the interview and then the ones that stood out were the ones who were very prepared. You know, they came with everything that they needed and all of that stuff. And so I guess that component about training is 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 necessary as well because 
what I look for is value. I'm looking for value. It's not necessarily the skills as such. Um, those can be learned. Anybody can be taught how to do anything, really. I mean, you put in the time, you can learn it. Um, it's, of course, it's great when you get people who have a certain affinity for certain things. But if the attitude is right, the person is, you know, they have that level of conviction, and commitment, and you feel like they're going to add value to what you're trying to build and they catch the vision. Those are the most important things. So if people struggle to articulate themselves and connect to that, then I think that's where maybe people like us will miss opportunities to employ good people. That's very important. So you're looking at value and attitude is number one on the list. Do I do I read it right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, fantastic. And that's, uh, we're beginning to get a, a few nuggets there for those who are unemployed tonight. Uh, let me bring in um, uh, Ira. Ira, tell me, you've, you've been doing this for years, but I've always been curious to ask you, did you get into where Ghana, become entrepreneur, by design, as in you finished school and you said, this is what I wanted to do, or circumstances forced you there? How do you end up there? So um, I, <laughs> it, it wasn't, it was a choice. So I did my national service with New York University in Ghana. And at the time realized that students would come from all sorts of places from around the world. And the one thing that was common was that by the time we were leaving, they would have bags full of our wax print clothes. And this is in 2008. And it, it gets me wondering, what are we sleeping on as a country? Um, and then I found my way in, in banking, but always had still had those thoughts going on at the back of my mind. So four years into that, I had actually gone and taken a contract from another bank that I was moving to, but realized that my, my true love was in using fashion to to change the story of 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 africa and for us at we Ghana events what we are trying to do with fashion is to use it as a tool to promote african excellence inspire the next generation of african entrepreneurs and create opportunities for women and this conversation in particular is dear to my heart why we say that we are alarmed today unfortunately if we don't do anything about unemployment now by 2050, Africa's population is doubling. This continent needs to create a billion jobs, which means that we are at the point where we must be urgently and deliberately creating businesses that scale, which can create employment. The question is, is this being done? And while we can talk about new uh, graduates uh, trying to build their own businesses, we need to ask ourselves, what has become of the businesses that started five, 10 years ago? Are they growing? Are they scaling? Otherwise, we are not solving any problems by telling people to start a business. Well, we know that the environment that we are creating for businesses to function in does not work. And, and, and so it's, it's a conversation that's very timely. It must be had. The media has a huge, huge play role to play in setting the agenda and making this something 
that needs to be discussed very, uh, very, very seriously because otherwise we are sitting on a on a ticking time bomb. In 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 2050, I will be 63 years old. Evans, I'll still be alive. You will be too. And if there are a billion Africans looking for work and there's no work, God knows what becomes of the of the continent. Already, we are the poorest and fastest growing population in the world. This is such an inspiring story. I mean, you tell, Ira, and I know a bit of it because I've had many conversations on Ghana Connect uh, with you on, on this business. And, but I want to go back to how you got into this because for many who are listening to us and many are joining us, I'm trying to get a bit, a bit of them uh, into the conversation, maybe terrible story to tell, is how to, how to make it from school into employment. You said something about uh, you noticed that you had something and yes, you went into white colored jobs for a while. Was there a period where you were unemployed? No, I've, I've never been unemployed. Okay. Luckily. But, 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 but why though? Because I, I only want to drill, drill down to that because we all had a period where you were job searching somehow. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so I'll tell my story and maybe we can we can try and <laughs> gather some insights from it. I remember when I was in NYU that at some point I was doing like two other jobs. Um, so my supervisor at the time had to go on maternity leave and I was asked to double, so play her role as well. And I then also went and found this job as a research assistant somewhere. And, and and try to do it. Maybe maybe I'm a busybody. Maybe that's that's why I haven't been unemployed. But Evans, I I want to make the point that if we are thinking of building businesses, see for me the backdrop is this very scary on one hand, but also very exciting statistic that Africa is soon about to become the place which has the highest number of people who can work, young people. We will have the biggest workforce, bigger than China. It can be a blessing, which means that businesses today must be growing at scale. I do not think that it means everyone should start a business because otherwise we are all starting small, small, small businesses. We must be creating environments that allow Alex's business to employ let's say 100,000 people. And what does that look like? What kind of workforce, what kind of skills should the, should, should the universities be interested in putting in the people who come out of school so that when they show up at Alex's interview, they are people who can actually do the work that he needs them to do and deliver the value he needs them to deliver. So for me, I don't think the answer, yes, it's good that everyone is entrepreneurial because to be honest, for any startup to get to the point where they can scale, your first set of employees must all be entrepreneurial. That's how the business will go and stand on its, on its two feet. But at the end of the day, we need to be looking very, very closely at what has happened between, because I remember when I started Wear Ghana, when my co-founder and I began, we'll be 10 this year, by the way. There was Congratulations. Thank you very much. There was a wave of young people leaving banks, leaving all sorts of jobs to start their own businesses. 10 years down the line, can we go back and see what has become of those businesses? Can we ask ourselves, 
which one of those businesses showed promise? What happened and why do we not have, uh, uh, what do they even call them? Uh, uh, businesses that can be valued at a million dollars, 10 years down the line. And let's answer those questions. Otherwise, we will encourage young people to start businesses. And Evans, you and I know that this journey is not for the faint-hearted. It's, it's not, not a joke when you don't have the support that's needed to make businesses thrive. When you feel like the economy is fighting you at every turn. When you see policies being implemented, which pretty much are telling you shut down. You cannot encourage young people to start businesses when you know they will not thrive. We need to be talking about how do we scale businesses so that when young people take that risk, it's always a risk to start a business, always a risk. So that when young people have taken that risk, there's a good chance that they'll be successful, but even more importantly, that they can employ at scale. Mm. Otherwise, by the year 2050, you and I have to run away from, from this continent because we'll be old people and there'll be fresh-blooded young people who are unemployed. Who are unemployed. You know uh, what that means. Uh, 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 Alex, Alex, let me hear your thoughts on that. Hello, Alex. Yeah, yes. Evans, I, I agree totally with, all right, um, you know, we were just, I was having a conversation with um, an investor, actually, it's a Chinese lady, uh, Chinese-American, if you like, and she was just saying the same thing, because I asked her, what was, why are you so interested in, 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 in Africa? Why do you want to support startups and all that stuff? And it was because she saw, she sees the same rise that she saw in China when she was like 18 years old. Was raised in China, went to eight, went to U.S. University at 18, but she saw the rise of these huge conglomerates just by being very deliberate and finding a way to train, equip, and draft in, and evolve, and mold, and you know redistribute and 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 place, you know, a huge workforce, you know, to become you know one of the economic superpowers of the world. And I agree with that. Africa is next. And if we don't find a way to train and position ourselves, we're going to have a lot of things, a lot of work to be done. And the, the problem is going to be 10, 15, 20 times worse. And and both of you have touched on the point there. So for uh, from the point of view of employers, you want to do more. You want to employ more people, except that the, the economic um, environment isn't conducive for you to expand at at a level where you can bring in more. And I know, Alex, you currently have 13 people. Reba, I'll come to you to check check how, how many you have employed now uh, and whether you're planning to employ more and what may be the specific challenges uh, preventing you from employing uh, the likes of um, uh, uh, Edwin, who is connecting with us right now uh, on phone. Edwin Ajaho uh, connects with us on phone. <clears throat> He is uh, he, he's, he's living with disability and has been unemployed for almost 13 years. Edwin, thanks for connecting. Hello, sir. Hello, Edwin. Thanks uh, for connecting uh, with us on Ghana Connect. Also connecting uh, with us, uh, a, I, I believe, is Emmanuel. Uh, Emmanuel lost his job, guess what, uh, during the banking crisis, the local banking crisis, I mean, and has since uh, been been looking for a job for for, for the last uh, two years he says without success um he says i got fed up and started uh, reset to start my own company hello Emmanuel. 
Hi, Evans. Good oh, evening. Great to have you uh, connecting with us. And, and both gentlemen connected with us on uh, on 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 WhatsApp, and we, we brought them into the conversation. Um, <clears throat> Edwin, I want to hear your story. So you've been unemployed for what? 13 years. Yes, sir. <clears throat> I mean, do you, do, what is the problem? What's um, what's your story? How challenging has this been? Uh, yes. Um, good evening, and good evening to your um, listeners. Um, so, I am a person living with disability. Um, I stayed at uh, uh, Volta Region, precisely Apache South. So, I completed one of uh, the renowned... Then, your call has uh, been put on hold. Please wait. I tried on many occasions to get a job, but um, I couldn't uh, go through it. On several occasions, I do go to government sectors, uh, private sectors, um, but uh, in fact, uh, what they do tell me is, is, is uncalled for. So I do not understand what exactly is the problem. So, sir, I'm home for 30 good years now. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And, and this has been the case for 13 years, you say? Yes. Wow, that's long. So how have you been surviving? Yes, this I am a physically challenged. It's it's something very, very tough for me to, to, to live like this. In fact, uh, there are certain things that I cannot disclose on radio like this. It's, it's a very tough time for me because I'm, 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 I'm speaking to you right now. So, in fact, I am, I am, I don't know, I don't know what to, what to say. But most especially the government sector, I don't know uh, if there is a provision for the persons living with disability in this country. But we are suffering a lot. I don't know if we have been abandoned or not. So I want to use your platform that the government is listening to us right now. In fact, this will do something and provide us jobs so that we can get our 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 our, our end uh, at, at, at all costs. And and I, I I know you say the government, but have you tried applying to the private sector, getting uh, the private you know sector to to yes, consider yes, you? So so, which businesses have you not not mentioned names? Which sectors? Um, are you have you written application letters? No, no, don't, don't mention the institutions, but in the sectors, which sectors where have you been applying to? The private sector, you've been applying, you've been sending application letters. Your line is breaking a bit. Okay, Edward, can you hear me? 
Hello, sir. Okay, I mean, let's uh, see if uh, Edwin can hear me. But I want to bring in Emmanuel. Emmanuel also has a very powerful story. Emmanuel, from what I understand, you lost your job during the... You, you, were, you were in the banking sector and lost your job. What happened? Yes, Evan. So here's the thing. Um, I believe this is a very important conversation. I want to commend you a lot for that. Um, I am one of those who lost our jobs in the banking sector crisis. And we've been looking for a job for a very long time. I couldn't find any. Um, the best I could even find would pay you a salary that is just uh, so meager. to barely put food on your table. So, and I want people like myself who are listening to this to pay attention very carefully. Evans, I believe we all have talent, right? And I think that a problem with unemployment in Ghana or in Africa generally has to do with two things. Academia, there is a huge disconnect between academia and, and industry. I mean, the structure of the global economy has shifted so markedly. And we are still doing um, lecture room kind of education. And so I've always believed that school is no education. I want to urge everybody who is going through this kind of unemployment challenge to add value to yourselves, like the, the previous gentleman who spoke said. Um, I made a trade of reading so much about everything. Yeah, I mean, but, but Imano, I, mean, like, I want you to share your, your personal story. I guess maybe people can learn from that. Because from what, you, you lost your job in the banking sector, and then you were employed, you were employed for what? You were unemployed for what, two years? For two years, Okay, yes. so in that two-year period, what were you doing? Well, I spent a better part of the time looking for a job. I couldn't find any. So I then decided that, look, let me start doing research on how to start my own thing. Let me look within and find what talent I have that I can commercialize. So I, I had a very, um, a very terrible experience that gives me an idea. And that was I was looking for an apartment to rent because I was moving from where I was living. I couldn't afford anymore. And Evans, you know how difficult it is coming by accommodation in Accra. Um, I kept being tossed back and forth by agents. You know, and I couldn't really find the apartment I needed. I had to pay money, so much money. And I decided to go looking for it myself. So when I found the apartment finally, I decided, look, can I do something about this situation? So I did research on whether I can uh, commercialize this problem. Because I listened to a lot of people complain about a similar situation. So I came up with a solution. I created something I called the Pinnacle Business Formula. Problems equals solutions. Solutions equals business. Business equals money. So I said, look. This is a problem everybody is complaining about. Can I do something about it? So I researched and realized that, look, I can create a convenient way of people to find apartments, accommodations, without having to go through the agents and the usual back and forth. That gives birth to Quick Rent Africa. Basically, we are trying to connect home seekers to homeowners without hassle. And currently, we've been operating for a little over one year. I employ about 11 people so far. And we are thinking of taking this national and even continental. We're doing research in Nigeria and Kenya, whether we can take the business there. And we're not doing so badly. Yeah, I mean, so so, so from, from from a situation of being unemployed, now you are employing um, 11 people, you said. You said. Uh, and and you say that in that in those two years where you were unemployed and you were, you were applying to, I guess, you, you wanted people to, you wanted uh, a white-collar job. Yeah. So yes, you were you were because you were in the banking sector. I'm assuming that you were applying to the banks. Yes. And they turned yes. you down. Yes, largely, largely. The only I could find, uh, well, my background is marketing, so the only I could find would pay me so meager that it would even make sense taking the job because transportation back and forth and paying your rent and putting food on the table. 
So mm. I have to look within and find something doing myself. Okay, so that necessity then gave birth to that invention, which has now become an entrepreneurial adventure, which is yielding a lot of fruits. And you are saying that your personal story shows that you have to invest in yourself. Precisely. Precisely. Hmm. I'll tell you what, Evans. Um, I mean, 100,000 people graduate from our universities every year. And less than 10% get jobs. And I'll tell you, the, the, the things they are teaching us in the classrooms these days, like I said, the structure of the global economy has shifted markedly. <clears throat> I mean, people are thinking of chat GPT and, you know, doing big tech stuff. And we are still thinking about classroom, rogue learning. Look, we are so behind. And it's the time that education sector has to sit up and start thinking of the, the ideas that will change our world in the next 10, 20, 50 years. And start looking there. We are, we are doing classroom teaching like we used to do it 1,500 years ago. Then are we preparing our children for the future or for the past? So that's a question about education. And uh, my good friend, uh, Ben, who is listening, is, uh, has been a, a teacher in the UK for so long, uh, agrees with you. He says, listening to your show, uh, we are not talking about our education systems and how it links and, and produces the graduates that can then deliver on the job market. I want to bring in Imelda Simone. She's an entrepreneur as well, co-owns an event staffing business called uh, Stelda, uh, offers a range of services including ushering, uh, waiting, diary carrying, and event coordination for all types of events. They founded the business about three years ago while in school and currently works as an HR assistant with a reputable company. Uh, Imelda, so you've listened into the conversation. Um, the uh, Emmanuel, we've we, we just been speaking to the, okay, I think we don't have Emmanuel. We don't have uh, Imelda there. Do we have Edwin back on the line? Edwin connecting with us as well. Edwin, we lost you earlier. Hello, Edwin. Yeah, Mr. Edwin. Edwin, you were telling me this, your story about the, 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 the you also attempted to get employed in the private sector. And you were turned down as well. Do you know why? Have you guessed why that has been the case? Hello, Edwin. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I guess also that uh, maybe it's because of my my condition or whatever. Because apart from that, I don't think your call has uh, been put on hold. There's, there's nothing. Like Hello, Edwin. Okay, uh, we'll try and get Edwin back. Apologies there for that interference. Let me bring in Jessica, um, and hopefully later we can hear from Imelda. Uh, Jessica, you, you've heard the stories that those connecting with us have, have shared, and I, there's a theme that keeps running through those of you who have succeeded in making that transition. Even for Emmanuel, who lost his job for two years, he talks about the attitude. He talks about adding value to yourself. Also talks about... Uh, being entrepreneurial and finding a solution to your own problems, even if the traditional businesses will not employ you. I see that to be very critical in in succeeding to get a job or not. You share that view, Jessica? Well, Evans, thanks for the opportunity again. Yes, I do share that view. So there's this um, perception or notion also that um, the entrepreneurial field is not for everyone. And I think Irabna also spoke on that at length. So what I think is you identify what works best for you. So for instance, if the entrepreneurial field is not necessarily your field, maybe you're more into academia, you're someone who likes to read a lot, you're someone who loves to research, that's also a field you can tap in. Maybe 
we'd organize classes or week sessions, thesis and stuff like that, just to maybe get another source of income or you just add value to yourself. And then on the side, maybe provide consultant services. I see a lot of people doing that, especially on LinkedIn these days. So not necessarily being employed in the formal sector, but you can also render your services in the form of consulting. Yeah, so it all boils down to adding value to yourself and building your capacity to the point where you are the point of reference for a particular field that you find yourself in. Ariel, let me come to you again. So what, and I want to read to you something that um, one of the listeners just shared with me. Um, and I see many of you, both prospective employers and unemployed folks, people who have been out of job and in job now, you all have views on this. But this is an interesting one. He says, uh, which unemployment? They are just lazy. Been looking forward to recruiting a supervisor for my business. Just a max of a diploma in salary is 1500 I have still not found one for two weeks now. Who says there's no work? Tell the accounting student on your show, he says to go to the Medina market. Uh, after, to take stock uh, for the market women and weekly basis. Charge each 500 CDs a month. She can earn more than 5,000 a month if she's diligent to work. And, and Alex, I'm putting that to you. This is a prospective employer who also runs a business. The verdict she's delivering is people simply are unemployed because you're lazy. What do you say to that? I think that as employers, we've come across, we've all come across people who are lazy and are projecting, you know, laziness. I think we can't say that for everybody. Um, you know, there's so many people that are looking for opportunities and, you know, other things are against them, maybe where they're looking to work for, you know, they might be a fit, but then maybe the salary that they're able to be paid doesn't make sense for them because of transport. So there could be a range of different uh, factors. I think people need to be, I can see where this comes from sometimes. I mean, I conducted, conducted an interview a couple of months ago, three months ago, um, and the person came like 45 minutes late. But they had a phone, they didn't message, they didn't say anything. And, you know, they kind of thought that was okay. And these are people fresh out of university. One even went to university in China. So it's not as if they haven't had, you know, the exposure to know how time functions and how time is valued um, in other places. So it's, yeah, it's a general statement, but I can see where it comes from. I think we just have to make sure that you know, uh, you take every opportunity to to correct people and guide them. So I sat them down and I said, look, you cannot do this. There's no one that will even give you the time of day if you turn up like this, because you're saying that you actually don't, don't respect me, you don't respect the company, you don't respect the time. On top of that, when I even spoke to them for a few minutes, they didn't even know what Menufinder was about. And it's not hard. You just go and do your research. So again, so that, that, that element of, 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 of laziness, I guess, was there in terms of being prepared or being lack of being prepared for, you know, something that you feel that someone should, someone should invest in you by investing their time in you, but you won't invest in just the interview. So it's, it's difficult, but it's a lack of exposure and preparation to what, you know, what it takes to actually um, 
make yourself stand out. Other people have it. You meet other people that don't have necessarily the exposure and all that, but they have the conviction and they have the determination, the decency and the courtesy to do everything in the way that you would expect because it's just in them. It's a part of them. Most of it, I see it not really to be with as a result of um, necessarily the education, but of of the, the great employees that I've I've managed to, you know, by God's grace, get hold of. It's their upbringing. It's a combination of the upbringing and the you know, exposure, but not. It's their education, but what they're receiving at home, how they're raised to view things, see things, conduct themselves, interact with people, and those, you know, as they say, soft skills are the ones that are allowing them to to shine through. Very interesting thoughts there. And Ira, because you're also an employer, I want to put that same, uh, you know, comment to you. They, another employer believes the people simply, many of them, they're just not ready to work. And that's why many of them are unemployed. What's What about that part of the question as well? Ira, are you on? I, I, I think that, <laughs> yes, I am. Um, I think that many employers would share the same sentiment, and yeah, like Alex said, you 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 feel it when sometimes you've been at the at the at the other end of the the the, the stick. Um, for me, what is lacking is an agenda for the country, for the for the continent. If we woke up every day knowing that we are here to transform the continent, that we are here to build global businesses. It would change the way employees show up at work. It would change the way employers... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. Para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Feel the businesses that we are building. It would change the way government interacts with the businesses that are being built. It would just, it would just uh, bring a certain type of energy that is simply lacking. And so right now, because it, it looks like a very interesting situation where so many employers, of especially, especially startup businesses looking for people to employ and then in the same breath we are saying that there are so many people looking for work so what exactly is it that's happening uh, it, it looks like we are we are a people that are in the days or something like yeah that. i mean have you had a situation have you had a situation where you were you were open to employ more people and you struggle to find them evans i'm recruiting right now I so at the beginning of the year we had to do a restructuring to deal with some cultural issues on the on 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 the on the team, and we are we are actively recruiting right now. And I'm sure everyone who goes through this process knows how much of a drain it can be where you sit and you stare in someone's eyes who has shown up for an interview and you're asking them yourself, why did you even bother? It's like. The person is literally telling you, you just give me a salary for no value that I'll be adding to your, your organization. But I, I I think that if we are looking at this, if we are looking at the bigger picture without narrowing in on 
this particular individual is lazy and that particular person doesn't deserve work. And we are looking at what the statistics are showing us that here are so many young people looking for work, desperate, hungry, hungry, showing up looking for work, and they cannot be employed. It's not as if we have a lot of work waiting, but there is some employment, there are vacancies available, and we are not able to take them in. Then what exactly is happening? For example, who taught these people? And why were they not prepared to come into the job market and deliver some value? But for me, the, way, the only way I see this is that there's a lack of an agenda for us as a people where we should understand that we are really, like we are at such an inflection point, not only as a country, but also as a continent. And if we lose this, if we miss this opportunity, there's grave danger ahead for all of us. And now let's remember you know, that if Ghana, for example, we, we like to say, oh, we are the beacon of hope for Africa and the star of Africa. If this is the situation that persists here in this country, can you imagine what's happening in other places? And let's remember that with the opening up of our borders through the continental free trade, which is a great thing, that what could also happen is that a lot of poverty could be coming to add to the one that we already have. There has to be an agenda that, that is set. And I am so tired of hearing, for example, us hearing things about poverty eradication. That's setting the bar to you. Let's create wealth. Let's, let's, let's set a real agenda for us as a people. Mm. It's the only way I see this. And the most, one of the key things you've said, and it resonates, is where Ghana is, is employing right now. You are recruiting. You want to fill positions that you, it's so, so that there are vacancies there. And you're going through the process and you, you're experiencing challenges. But if you listen to us tonight, where Ghana is employing. If you qualify, just go and Google and research about them. In fact, that is part of the of the of the criteria. If I'm employing and where Ghana I'll look for, I mean if I say where Ghana is it's recruiting, I sh- you should be able to do enough research about them without hearing anything else and find them and go and applying and get in there. Uh, and so that is an interesting point and era to make that you are actually now so for the millions of young people out there who are crying there are no jobs there are no jobs at least this is one example that says there are jobs sometimes and if not, not only era the other uh, you know listener who connected and says uh, she's looking for somebody to employ right now and she's been struggling because the people come and sit in front of her and they are not showing any any ambition whatsoever any sense of uh, responsibility to earn that job and so she's keeping that salary now because she's not found anybody yet and i guess it's the same story that uh, where ghana is going through i, I want to hear from you many of you have joined us um on uh, on our many social media platforms. Let, let me yes just, yes please Aria, go let on. me take advantage of what you've done and say please send the cvs to hr at wherghana.com mm-hmm. but let me please sound this note of caution we want to build a global business so we have zero time to tolerate. Like if you show up at the interview and we cannot smell that desire in you to be part of the building of something grand, don't even bother. But if you are interested in coming on board to help us build a global business, we are the right fit for you. Thank Fantastic. You. Let's hear from many of you on social media now. What's the conversation on social media on this? Well, quite a number of um, comments coming through here. This one from Paul all the way from Sisala in the West. Sisala West District says, the main problem is that people now work and employ relatives 
to occupy vacancies. When you go to offices, you see a lot of people who ordinarily are supposed to go on retirement, but they have extended their stay through contracts. And every job in Ghana is now about politics. That's from Paul Cisala West. Uh, this one from Ernest. He says he's an entrepreneur. He learned how to make uh, Ghana products. That he learned how Backing to make stuff. M- has made Ghana baking stores and leather sandals before entering the university. Now, he wanted to expand his business instead of looking for a job. And having access to capital has become a major challenge. Uh, and he's not on government payroll, so definitely having a challenge with that. Thank you very much, Ernest. Uh, Mike from East Ligon says, well, I mean, the same shoes as the young man whose voice you played initially. I want to believe the first voice you played. Mm-hmm. Says it's been three years since I finished my national service. I've, I'm tired of applying for jobs, so I stop. Very few people would call you for interview and that the salary they offer would make you want to throw up. Well, luckily for me, I happened to learn a trade in painting uh, from my brother when I was in school, and that is what I do okay. now. So he's now uh, employing himself. And I see that as an escape route for many who have tried uh, to get into formal employment, as in a white-collar job, and they don't succeed like Imano who joined us. He was in formal white-collar employment and lost that, and then decided to create his own business. Many of them share that as well. And, and you have um, now from Osu says uh, the... They say there are no jobs in Ghana. The politicians are fixing their children and their political affiliates in the army, immigration, customs, and prisons. Is a, is who you know affair. And Sam Banaman is connecting with the, from the U.S. Yes, Evans. He says um, some of the youth just don't want to work. Some of them, you give them work, they show up to work late or not show up at all. Um, sometimes uh, they are not. They are just interested in gambling. Now, it is very difficult to find masonry assistance in the construction field. I, I tell you, look, even if you find that mason in Ghana, when you are offering him the job, they will tell you all manner of stories. The minute you give him part of the money, then they disappear. Uh, I mean, that, that's just a story of a Ghanaian worker. There's one more. Yes, Evans. And says, oh, another problem is the character. When they are looking for a job, they are different. And as it goes to the core of what the, your last yeah, comment exactly. you made, yeah. is that I employed five fresh graduates and eventually they turned my business into the source of their finances. And this is from Nana. Uh, so was, essentially, Nana is telling us that well, they come into the job now and they are taking from you. They are yeah. living off what you give them. So the story is not as simple, but there are no jobs. As we've actually demonstrated tonight, there are jobs, at least in one hour, We've had two vacancies, one at Wegana and the other uh, with the listener who shared his, uh, her experience with looking for people to, to employ and they can't find because people are coming in and they're simply not qualified for the job. So there is a solution. As you've had tonight, ju- just make sure you have the right attitude. I think Alex made that point. But invest in yourself, improve yourself and chase the jobs and convince your prospective employers that you are worthy of that particular job. Listen, enjoy the rest of your evening, people. Um, locker room is up next with the lads. Joy 99.7 FM. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción. 
emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.